Don't forget, we're also on YouTube. You can find us by searching for Bitchy Witchies. That's B-I-T-C-H-Y-W-I-T-C-H-Y-S. So don't forget the witchies part. And if you search for us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Check the description. All of our links will be available in our description for you to access easily. I'm trying to read that poster in the back. <laughs> not what that says. Spice World! Oh! Spice Girls. Oh, oh my gosh, does it really? Yeah. It's the Spice World! And now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome All back, right. everybody. Hi. We have a very special guest today. Today, we're going to be talking about demonology. And we have Jason, and I'm going to let Jason introduce himself because I'm not going to butcher your name. Okay. <laughs> I'm even going to try. <laughs> That's not a problem. Um, my name is Jason Altier Duquesne. Um, Duquesne's not really a family name. I had to add it on to my last name legally because I liked it. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, uh, so I am a practicing witch. Um, I'm actually hereditary. I grew up a family of witches, both sides. Yeah, Uh, I'm also uh, a licensed holistic nutritionist and I'm a professional witch by trade. I uh, do services for people and uh, also make products as well. I love that. It's mostly really service-based. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Not very many people that actually can have, you know, a whole career off of that. Um, I know pretty much Miss Mountain Gypsy does. Um, you do. Uh, I definitely don't. But hopefully one day that'll change. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got, I yeah but you know what? Before we actually get started... There is something that I did want to kind of ask you a little bit. And if you're uncomfortable talking about it, I totally get it. But um, you had brought up at one point how some of your family is, is um, had been at least in the past, a little bit elitist and how you've had to, you know, kind of deal with that. And, um, you know, and I I find that actually really interesting because we've talked about some of that before we've come across you know, some, some of that before. Um, and, but to me, at least for me personally, it's interesting, you know, that, you know, you have two almost uh, uh, polar opposite mindsets within the same family with you know, you, and then also having to um, have those discussions with people in your own family. So I just yeah. wondered if you could touch on that a little bit. 
Absolutely. So, um, yeah, my dad was very, he was almost a little narcissistic with the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very strict about it. Um, very shove it down your throat type. Uh, whereas my mom, she was a little uh, more relaxed about it. Uh, but she was also a Christian witch. Uh, she and her family, they identify as Christian, um, but they also identify as witch as well, because they believe it's not a religion, which I, I believe it's not a religion as well. Right. Mm. right. Um, my dad never really conformed to organized religion, but uh, yeah, my parents, us growing up, they kind of hated each other. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I, I detest that they must have been like a, must have been a shotgun wedding or something. They say it wasn't, <laughs> but it's like, I was like, okay, you got married in Vegas for one. <laughs> and secondly, like, uh, yeah, they just never really seemed to get along. Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, me with uh, my craft, like I've always really been into it. Um, my my sister, she, she never really, she, she was really rebellious, but I think it was because like she was made to do so. I think that's just normal human psyche. You know, it's like everybody is always like, you know, oh my gosh, I wish I had your parents. Your parents were so cool. And then you find, you know, that kid is rebelling against everything that you think is cool. You know, right. I think there's natural tendency. Right. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I know uh, some people will sometimes be like, oh, I wish I grew up in a family of witches on both sides. And it's like, uh, it was nice to, have started my craft early like that but at the same time like I feel like it kind of crippled me a little bit on the mundane side because uh they just put like so much emphasis on on a the craft upbringing that I didn't really get a whole lot of like I I didn't I never learned how to drive a car until I met Anthony I uh, didn't know how to file really? taxes yeah. wow yeah because they just like never really cared about that <laughs> That's interesting. That, that, that's so like a polar opposite. Did you used to have that opinion as well? Or was that something that you kind of realized, you know what, it's, you know, I think I kind of disagree with that. My mom wasn't really ever like that, but she hated the people like trying to use it as a religion or trying to argue with her. But my, mm. my dad was very like, oh, we're like we are better than than those uh you, you have to be born a witch to to be a true witch and i i never really had that opinion because i've met a ton of like natural witches who are true witches who didn't come from like multi-generational family because yeah. i think it can definitely be recessive and it's not bound by blood uh, my dad also has like a lot of crazy kind of theories some of them make sense but other ones are just very <laughs> out there <laughs> so, so the fact that you told him about something we talked about and he's like listen to her I should take that as a compliment then <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> right yeah. on That's cool. like, I, what was that like didn't I teach you that like you need to lay out the pot and I'm like I don't smoke pot anymore <laughs> you want to fill in Hestia and them on what what uh, you told them or Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about um, how a witch in different cultures can mean different things or how a, um, 
the gift of magic, basically, because that's what he's about is a, a like being born with the gift of magic. Like for witches, it's more than just a a practice. It's also a, a gift, like a type of like psychic ability, the ability to like project our will into existence. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and we were just, uh, just talking about, uh, you know, like you said, a number of, you know, of different cultures. And I was trying to explain my perspective on that. You know, it's not necessarily just a witch because different cultures call it different things, you know, but yeah. um, to me, when you look at the, the core of the practice, it's witchcraft. It's, it might not be called that. Mm. You know, and, and that's what, that's, that's where our conversation was. Yeah, we have yeah. a lot of philosophical conversations at the wee hours of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that totally does make sense, though, because like, uh, what could like what's a witch in some cultures may not be the same thing as as like what a witch is in other cultures. Like it could be sorcerer, uh, folk practitioner. Yeah, and Anything. sometimes it's just semantics, and you know, and and. We kind of talked about this um, on the episode with Jake about um, like what you were talking about, you know, with the, the Ozarks and such, Hestia, you know, of like, you're a witch, that's bad. We do the same thing, but it's something else. So it's good. You know, it's like, it's semantics, dude, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> right. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because I just found that, you know, like I said, just for me personally, I found that really interesting, um, you know, to to come from uh, having that kind of mindset and with you, you know, kind of forming your own opinions. Not that that's not impossible. You know, obviously, that's wonderful that you form, formed your own opinion, but, you know. Well, absolutely. And I think uh, like what you said, too, like uh, they're correct, like for for our culture or our family, which is mostly like like Eurocentric. As a, if you take like a like Native American culture, like they use the term witch to, or at least in the Navajo, like they use the term witch to apply to a magic practitioner that's evil. Like yeah. to the yeah, it's kind of like what Jake was saying. Like we were saying about this area, you know, up here in Appalachia, you, we don't use the term witch. You're a healer. You're a this. You're a that. But you're not a witch. I think like like what my dad's point of it was though too is um that. He says that witches, with our ability to project our will into existence, we can do, like, we don't necessarily need ingredients to cast, or maybe we don't have to rely on certain things in order to cast, right. like, um, like, if you look at, like, ritual magicians, like, their rituals are very elaborate and, like, religious-based, whereas ours are not. And exactly. And we can, you know, really project our will into existence just by looking at it or thinking of, like, we don't have to access it. We could just do it. <laughs> right. You know, I feel like everything that we use, if we do choose to use it, is number one, a choice. And number two, it's their adjuncts. Yeah. They're, 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 um, they're things that we choose to use, um, you know, as additional things, but they're not required. They're not necessary. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we just have uh, that connection with all things natural. And we could stimulate the forces that exist in nature. So when we use like certain ingredients, it's more or less just for like as a way of directing our energy. Right. I feel. So kind of as a segue into our main topic, demonology, you know, talking about ritual magic. What I see, at least 
a, a good number of people who practice, at least on a full-time basis, demonology, um, that does tend to be more ritualistic, more, more fine magic. How long have you been practicing demonology? And um, has that always been part of your practice? Or is it something, you know, recent or? Um, it's actually something a little bit more recent. Um, my Growing up, my father never really touched on it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, although my mom kind of did, because uh, even though uh, she identified as a witch and she thought that, you know, magic was like a gift from, from God that he only gave like a select few, uh, she still has some of those Christian ideologies about demons. She mm-hmm. saw them as malevolent, evil beings, and she actually believed that like witches were targeted by them. So she really wanted us to um, be able to protect ourselves against those. And when I was in London, uh, got, we learned a little bit about de- demonology and about how uh, they can sometimes be seen as like benevolent or as opposed to malevolent. Yeah. Depending on the culture, because uh, the term demon actually just means like invisible spirit or unseen mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah. The whole like, um, malevolence against it is, I think that's a more of a Christian ideology. Uh, yeah. You know, like other cultures will believe that too. Like, uh, for example, uh, my, my in-laws are from Vietnam. I was talking to them yesterday about um, how, how do they view demons in Vietnamese culture which uh, trying to get them to talk about it was kind of like pulling teeth. <laughs> but they were like, like, so what can you tell me about the hungry ghost? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, you know, that that's really interesting. And and actually, um, you know, for for the listeners who don't know very much about uh, demonology, let's, let's start with that is what is a demon or daemon? You know, I actually purposefully try to use the word daemon as often as possible even though I know that's not how it's pronounced. I know it's still pronounced demon, (laughs) but I do that on purpose because I'm trying to denote the difference because when I see the word demon, you know, the D-E-M-O-N, I know that the average person immediately thinks like the evil, you know, evil being in in the Christian concept. Right. And that is, like you mentioned, not what they originally were and like you also mentioned that's not a unique perspective that's literally the cultures all over the world viewed demons as um neither good nor bad actually exactly there was no benevolence or malevolence that uh they 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 were beyond that you know for me personally, I feel like that whole dualism, good versus bad, you know, that's us. That's our concept. Right. That's what we struggle with here on earth. That's why we're all still here because we're still struggling and figuring out how to get past that concept of duality. Life is not cut and dry. Spirituality is not that cut and dry. Exactly. I think like that concept, even though it is a very human concept, can still be applied to to demons based on like how they react towards us or like their feelings towards us. Summoned like uh Maman when I needed his help with my money spell, like he actually like helped and he was nice about it, was cool about it. Uh, but there was a another a couple of them that were just very like they felt negative and they were yeah. not 
happy to be in my presence at all. Well, my understanding has always been that, um, and, and the same could be said, I think also for those who work with dragons um, or other entities is that the, these other beings, some of them look at us as like not really worth our time. <laughs> that, that's very true. That's very true. I did act, uh, summon a dragon once too. And he told me that he didn't align himself with people like me and not to summon him again. I was like, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that, that's the reality. That's the reality. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when we talk about, it, it sounds like I'm changing the subject, but I'm not really, you know, when we talk about like the whole UFO thing and talk about the, um, you know, aliens, how, you know, some people feel like some aliens are so evolved that, you know, they look at us like the same way that we might look at like an ant farm. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not really that they're bad or good. It's that you're so not evolved yet. I really just can't waste my time with you. That could be. That and could we, be. and we interpret that as, you know, arrogance. <laughs> yeah. Evil. You're evil. Yeah. That. <laughs> It's funny, um, another uh, notation, uh, I think it's a Catholic notation on UFOs. They actually think that UFOs are demons. I've, yes. I've seen that. I've seen that. I learned that when I was ooh, in catechism a long time ago. I remember one of my teachers said that's what aliens were. They were evil creatures. <laughs> Which is another reason why everybody needs to watch Childhood, Childhood's End, because... <laughs> They use that concept. Have you seen that movie, Childhood's End? Uh-uh. It's actually a book. It's actually a book written, I think, in the 50s or 60s, but uh, the Sci-Fi Channel made a miniseries out okay. of it. It's really interesting. I kind of, It's like every time I talk about it, I don't want to talk like too much about it because I want people to see it. I don't want to give it away. But when you, when you see what the aliens, the aliens look like, like you will be like, oh, I get it now. And it, I'll, just to give you a hint, it has something to do with the Christian concept of mm -hmm. the demons. You saw the movie? It. Yeah. You know yeah. I did. I watched sci-fi all the time. So, yeah. 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 I, when, when I did see it, I was like, oh, now I get why my teacher was crazy saying that. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Because it was exactly how she explained it. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, no, aliens are green, or green or gray creatures with weird heads. And then when I saw that and I was like, Oh, that bitch must have been smoking something good to pull that one off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It, it's about, you know, the ascension of man. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. But um, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the, the Asian concept, you know. Um, so so um, just a, a little bit of background. Uh, my dealings with demonology is... Um, how do I, how do I put this? I feel very versed in demonology. Okay. Um, I have a very special place in my heart for it. I don't know why it's been there for quite a while. Um, but I have yet to actually interact with a natural um, demon. And let me explain why it's not out of fear. It really isn't. It honestly is out of humility and and probably not thinking that good of myself, uh, I'll admit, 
because I still, and um, sad to say, you know, I'm not perfect. I am, after all, still only human. And even though I'm over 50, I still feel like I am not good enough yet to talk to them, if that makes any sense. And I know that's a little silly because I know that there's like freaking kids out there, you know, who are sitting there, you know, summiting and talking to them. No, but it makes sense on your end. It makes sense. I just have such high respect that it's like, I feel like I'm still not ready. You want to, you want to come presented worthy. You you don't want to come and look like an idiot. That's the word. You don't want to come looking like this idiot and stuff and then be all, "Mm, no. Yeah, that's exactly the word. I still do not feel worthy yet. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah, and see with me, like uh, there was a, a couple that I summoned, I probably wasn't ready, like the some that I, I felt threatened by. I bet mm-hmm. that maybe if I was a little more ready or had more confidence in myself, maybe they wouldn't have acted like that towards me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, if it's any consolation though, like <laughs> I used to say like no one outwitches me, but I think you could, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, again, again, I, I say that all again, not out of fear. It's just, I have so an incredible amount of respect for them that I just want to make sure that when the time is right for me, you know, that I truly feel like I'm, I'm worthy enough because I want to show them that respect. I, I almost feel like, and I know this is ridiculous. Okay. I get it. I'll be the first one to say this, but I almost feel like I'm kind of speaking for the idiots that have tried to contact him that had no reason to be, you know, it's like, I want to be able to approach them and say, you know, this is to make up for all of the ass wipes that. <laughs> right. Cause I noticed like, like some people who don't know what they're doing, like they'll be like, Oh, I want to summon a demon because it's cool but they don't have like a direct purpose. And then like, they have this idea that like, it's going to appear right in front of them. And it yeah. really doesn't like, it can come in the form of a feeling. They may not see anything. They may just see a shadow outline. Right. And then, and then like, they just leave it at that. And then they're like, oh, well stuff's happening. It's scary. I want them to go away. How do I banish it? Like, you don't want to banish it. <laughs> like if, no. uh, the best, your best bet is to actually talk to it and explain why you you summoned it. I mean, you called, it came. So like really explain why, what you wanted to do. I mean, they'll, they'll work with you. Yeah. Work, like, like if you're just upfront and be like, you know, I, I summoned you for this reason, but if you try to banish it, you're just going to piss it off. <laughs> so, and, so let's talk about that. Why would you, why would you summon one? Um, because I have my own perspectives and my own beliefs on, on why. Um, but I want want to hear yours. For me, it was uh, just wanting to learn more about about who they are as a as a species. Because like I always kind of went along with my mom too. Like I I had a fear of demons for the longest time until um, I learned more about them in London. Yeah, like I thought like oh I need to protect myself. I could get possessed. Like where witches go, demons follow. Like they target us. So I just really wanted to find out like more about them. Um, it started when I read uh, an exorcist handbook as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that, you know, not all demons are evil. Like assuming all demons are evil is like assuming like a, like a, it's, it's a negative stereotype. Right. Like, like um, it's kind of like being, being like prejudice in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It exactly is. So, and, and I think that's really important for people to understand because um 
I think that, you know, when, when people start getting interested in, in, in demonology, um, my first question is always, what is your concept of them? Who do you think they are? And why yeah. do you want to contact them? Because there is the Hollywood definition and the Hollywood version. I contact a demon because I want to be rich and successful and I want to sell my soul. And really and truly for me, and not just me, you know, for from all of my studies, you know, that's actually the almost polar opposite of why you would contact one. Right. Um, the last thing that you do, and, and this goes really, I think, for anything that has to do with high magic or real ritualistic magic, is that those types of beings and demons, especially that the last thing that you're contacting them for are for material goods. That's what natural magic is for. That's why we, we perform because we can get that ourselves. Exactly. That's exactly what I say. Like there's really nothing a demon can do for me that I cannot do for myself. Right. Um, and so when, we contact them for, 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 uh, for knowledge and spiritual growth. Exactly. And that's what I contacted Milan for as well. Cause yeah. I got, um, trying like years with money magic because I just wanted to be like financial stability I, for some reason that was just always a huge worry to me yeah and like I think my partnership kind of had a lot to do with that because it's kind of greedy <laughs> yeah but uh uh yeah I just uh wanted some help on it and uh, uh when I summoned him then uh, he he told me things about like repetition performing it at certain times and then also like not focusing on like the inflow of income itself, but like what you want it for. Yeah. And then uh, when I performed the summoning, I was able to actually more draw upon his energy. So it's like, he wasn't doing anything. It was still all me. I was just right. drawing his, like his strength to kind of pull it off. Because like demons, they don't really have control over the natural world like we do. Like this mm -hmm. is like, it's not their their world. This is our world. Right. Like, like we we influence it. So going back to how the whole evil thing started. So, you know, for those that, that don't know, you know, and I think I've talked about this before, you know, that a lot of the, the negative connotations and all of that, you know, really came about through Christianity. And so you end up with things like uh, the Goetia. So what are your thoughts on the Goetia? And first of all, maybe we should talk about what the Goetia is. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but like the, the five books of the Key of Solomon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of the Goshen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like it's really rooted in Judeo-Christian magic as well. Mm -hmm. But it's more, I, cause I always kind of see it as more of a Judaism. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting about it is uh, like one, one culture's demons can be another one's deities. So like Lilith, for example, in Judaism, she's yes. considered the mother of demons and she's mentioned yep. in um, one, one of the Goshas. Um, mm -hmm. Was it the, the Ars Gosha or the Gosha Gosha? Um, I can't remember which one originally she was mentioned. She's not mentioned in the Lesser Key of Solomon. She's not meant, mm -hmm. um, those, those were not, she was not one of the original 72. Oh, no. But, but I think the whole the whole point of, of something like the um, the the Solomon's Goetia is that, you know, to your point, um, when you look historically at those demons, a number of them, if not possibly all of them, actually stemmed from pagan deities 
as you know the different christian uh cultures conquered these other pagan cultures that they took those pagan deities and literally demonized them right. <laughs> literally demonized them and and, um, and so the quote unquote christian demons at least as it will are actually pagan deities exactly like like lucifer like, mm -hmm. like uh, lucifer i think is one of the the 72 that that he summoned or... lucifer is actually not one of the original 72 they they um he's part of a few other uh hierarchies but he's not one of the original 72 some um demonologists have added people like lucifer and leviathan and lilith and stuff to the mm -hmm. Goetia, but he's not one of the original 72. But but you're absolutely right. But they did um but they did demonize Lucifer, who was originally a Roman sun god. Yep. Yep, exactly. And then like Lilith was a Mesopotamian goddess. Yeah. And 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 so and so with that in mind, so how do you how do you feel when somebody says that they are working with the demon Baal? I would probably ask them like who like who's the demon bell to you exactly yeah because uh um to me like bell is just a inhuman entity like another worldly entity like not not really good or evil i think he's just uh one of those who can be either negative or or positive depending on on your comments. and what would you say if if somebody responded to you by saying oh he's one of the fallen angels uh, I would say in what context, in in what context do they mean fallen angel? Because if uh, you look at the different Abrahamic religions uh, with Christianity, Judaism, Islam, in Christianity specifically, like uh, they're, uh, uh, demons and angels are the same kind of mm -hmm. creature. Yeah. And they have free will and they could turn against God and they want to cause harm to humanity. But then if you right. look at like Islam, uh, demons are a type of jinn who also have free will but they are completely separate from angels who do not have free will and all they do is serve allah yeah and that's all they know that's it ah, i love you yes exactly and the reason why i'm bringing that up is because i think you know especially newer people when you see people starting to first get into it i think that there's so much resentment towards the church towards the catholic church towards the christian church you know that that they're uh, they're rebelling, and that's you know and that's ob obvious, and that's cool, and then that makes a lot of sense why, you know. But they're going this polar opposite, thinking that well, I'm just gonna I'm working with demons, the fallen angels. Well, are you? And if you're thinking in that way, then I think you might still be Christian. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one thing that I've always wondered about uh, the key of Solomon as well is uh, uh, Solomon was a holy man. So why is he going to work with those who he perceives as like unclean spirits? Well, and look at how he did choose to work with them. Oh, he didn't yeah. choose to work with them. He took them and trapped them to do his bidding because he didn't have respect for them. Yeah. And so for those that, and I understand that those most, most people who follow um, the Solomonic text these days don't use it in the same context that he did. But, you know, I think a lot of that is kind of either overlooked or forgotten. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's like, that's awesome that you're going to practice this, but if you're doing it because you are, 
rebelling against Christianity and you think you're rebelling, you're actually still there. Yeah. You're still there. Exactly. Because even if you look at like, like uh, Anton LaVey's Church of Satan, that's all it is, is rebellious Christianity. That is all it is. <laughs> but at least, at least he said it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> Although he, I don't like how he says that male witches are warlocks, though. That pisses me off. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that was that, that was a whole different that was a whole different thing. But yeah, uh, Anton Lavey, um, you know, it, and the whole Satanism thing. I think that's I think that's another thing you know that we, that we should talk about is the the difference between demonology and Satanism. Satanism is basically well, they they don't even worship the demon they perceive as Satan or the angel that they perceive as Satan. They just more or less see him as like a like an icon, I guess, like the first rebel. Yeah, um, they don't believe in a Satan. Right. They really don't believe in any kind of being. Yeah, yeah, it, and they, they draw on their own energies, more or less. Yeah. So again, I think that there's, um, there, I think there's a lot of misconception because I was talking to somebody, uh, what is it, about a week ago, I think, on Kick. I don't know if you saw that conversation, Miss Mountain Gypsy, um, who was asking Probably. those those really famous typical questions. Oh my God. Yes, I did. I, I want you know, to contact a demon because <laughs> I want them to possess me and I want them to take over and, and, you know, and just destroy everybody. I'm like, I don't think you know what a demon is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll see those. Cause like, I, I'm not like always there, but I'm creeping in on the conversations and just watching it. And I saw that one. I was yeah. like, let's see when Bella's going to jump in on this one. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think, you know, um, I'm not trying to be rude, but I do know that people will get very defensive and somewhat upset, you know, if I call them still a Christian. And I'm not trying to say that in a rude way. I'm just trying to make it, you know, clear is you're still functioning under Christian dogma. And so exactly. if you would like to move away from Christian dogma, then you might want to do a little bit more research to see who exactly it is that you are saying that you are wanting to work with. Exactly, exactly. And uh, going back to uh, how demons are perceived in different cultures, like uh, in most Western cultures, they're they're not human. They are completely different from a human spirit. Mm -hmm. But if you, um, like in Vietnamese culture, um, they say that demons are evil, but it's like any type of malevolent being. So yeah. it can be a dark god. Um, a, a restless spirit, a hungry ghost, just yeah. any any type of spirit, human or inhuman, that wants to cause harm is what they consider a demon. Yeah, if you look at a lot of the Asian cultures, um, <clears throat> it's really interesting when you really start delving and looking at their perception of demons um, versus deities versus mm -hmm. gods. Um, and that, you know, a lot of them will say basically very similar things, which is it's really not a matter of, of bad or good. The people that they are most feel fearful of are spirits of the dead, <laughs> because yeah. those will be very evil, evil and malevolent. Yeah, um, exactly. That uh, it's not really the, the, the demons that they're worried about. It's my dead uncle. It's <laughs> And I totally agree. <laughs> I think like humans can be way scarier than demons can, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will have a and conversation you know with a demon all day versus a human. 
Hell yeah. And, and you know what? And you still see it to this day because, you know, I know, Jason, I think you just started watching us. So I don't know if you've picked, on, picked up on the fact yet that I am also a horror movie aficionado and I watch a lot of Asian horror and I absolutely just adore it, not just because it's incredible from a cinematic point of view, but when you look at their storylines a lot of times when you're talking about movies that have to do with dealing with demons, those demons, when they start talking about their history, they're always somebody who has lived in the past, died and became malevolent. And now that's who they're calling a demon. Right. It's a spirit, right. which is, which is, uh, which is interesting because, um, you know, I find that very different from Western way of thought. Right. Right. It's totally different. When I first met Miss Bella, I just started digging into demonology. And then she wrote this fascinating post on Amino. And I think I sat there and I read it like 30 times. And then I kept texting her like, oh, my God, what's this? Can you explain more of this? Because I know you couldn't explain it. And then I go looking for things because I grew up Catholic. I didn't start doing this until I was like, 12 or 13 but I never really messed or even thought about the demon thing I you know I desensitized myself from the whole Christian aspect or a Catholic aspect because I know you know things of this world aren't either one or the other good or bad but I never really got into it and then she wrote that and then moving on to her movies she got me watching all these different Asian horror movies now. And I was like, oh, my God. And they all like roll with each other because they go very well with their cultural aspects and mm -hmm. beliefs. It's not like you said, like here where we can turn some random vegetable in the garden into a demon. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, like pumpkin head and stuff. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> they actually turn like use their culture for them. And it's 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 fascinating because like yeah. I think I've already watched like four or five of your recommendations and I'm like some of I our love depictions it. of demons, I'm like I'm honestly legitimately embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, I hope they're not watching because this is really embarrassing. Where like, we don't all think of it this way. We don't. We really don't. Because, like, you know, like you all were saying, like, we don't know what they're going to be because this is not their world. They could, like, we are literally like little ants that walk in front of them and, like, hmm, all right, then, you know. Exactly. Like, we're not important enough for them. And, like, when we do use them or summon them, they're like, I had other things to do. What the hell do you want? Exactly. Exactly. I actually <laughs> had one actually be like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> I was busy. I had a party to go to. What do you want? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think that that concept can be applied to uh, deities as well. How like people think, oh, deities, all seeing, all knowing, they have the power to fix our lives. I pray to them and they don't do anything. And it's like, it's because you're asking for things like, why don't you try offering something instead? And well, also, you know, it's also that whole concept of why are you looking to another being to do something that you can do for yourself? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I hate seeing like 
I'll be on Amino and there's a whole bunch of kids. Oh my God, Zeus is reaching out to me. And there's 30 kids saying the same thing. Oh my God, me too. I'm not sure that there, he's going to be knocking at all 30 of these doors. Yeah, see, I find all of that. I find all of that remnants. It's not even remnants. It's basically all of these people who are, um, I think it's wonderful that, you know, that, that in some ways there's some sort of awakening of, you know, religion and, you know, maybe I need to find more, but you're literally just carbon copying the dogma that you're trying to run away from and taking that template and applying it to something else that is not that. Exactly. Yep. Like what I said in, in the post I made about uh, the witch mother, the witch father, how mm. they are like, like multiple en- entities, like into just one concept, it's like mul- multiple like multiple beings, like how I interpret the witch mother can be held like, like it's something completely different from when someone else can interpret it and some don't even use that concept at all. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously we're never gonna know as long as we are here on this earth, we're never gonna know uh, everything that exists or all the different entities that do exist. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that um, I think we, we, most of us know enough that there is something that happens once we um, once we die, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if it's just ancestors. And I don't I don't want to belittle it by saying just ancestors. Even ancestors, you know, they are our ancestors and and affecting us because they have gotten to a place in their in their development in their spiritual development that they can not not to get off topic here, but that's kind of our thing. We get off topic, but you know, there there's there's several uh, trains of thought. Um, modes of thinking where uh, that ancestor does not automatically mean every single person that has died before you that's in, that's in your family line, that mm-hmm. not everybody ascends to be an ancestor. Exactly, exactly. Because they are, you know, because they have literally ascended to a level where they can for lack of a better word, ancestor status. <laughs> I feel so stupid saying that, but you, you know what I mean? Right, like like an ascended being, like a, even if you want to take the concept of uh, of Loa from from uh, Voodoo, um, one one of them, uh, uh, Marianette Blachek, I like her. She's I think she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she she was a human, and she was elevated to that to Loa status after death. Aren't Loa's cultural ancestors? I, I do believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's putting it very simplistically, but... People will sometimes also see them as like, I think it's a misconception, but they'll see them as like a lesser deity. Yeah, and I've yeah. never understood them to be that. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I feel like it's going back to people subconsciously still applying Christian dogma to other belief systems and, you know, how to get out of that mindset, you know, that's a that's a a whole different discussion exactly it takes a lot of years and educating yourself and retraining people yeah (laughs) education education i think is is big on that what is your what are your thoughts on in invoking versus evoking demons when i want to do an invoking of a spirit like i do prepare for it evoking uh i i don't really consider it like an evocation per se, because mm-hmm. I, I let them leave on their own accord. Right. Like, I don't, 
really try to banish or, or evoke them. I just prefer that they leave on their own accord. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I invoke, it's something that I do have to really prepare for. I look at um, astrological correspondences. I make sure that I am nice and clean. Um, I set up protection. I, yeah. Um, my my invocation, it's a, almost the same as a seance mm -hmm. uh, for invoking um, a human spirit or someone on the other side as well. Like, I want to make sure that I'm safe, but I want to make sure that they're safe as well. Because I, I believe that pulling them into that in-between um, can still put them at danger for for harm on their plane as well, even if they are a, a demon. Mm -hmm. Like they're they, that's they an interesting point. They're yeah. hierarchy. Yeah, that, that's a very interesting point. The reason why I asked that is because I know that there's a there's a lot of um, demonology sect, if you will. S e c t s hestia, not s e x. Oh, bite um, me! That feel that you evoking. A demon versus invoking is actually more disrespectful to evoke them. That when you invoke, you're you're sharing the energies as opposed to when you evoke, you're like telling them, "Come to me, yeah. like a dog, come." Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and and that's how how I am too. Because I know um, some who perform will say with uh, seances of um, evoking, even with a human spirit, it's like. Um, one one of my mom's friends was telling me like oh i'll pull their ass into my circle whether they want to talk or not and i'm like that's rude rude right <laughs> like that is rude it's like you know someone's calling you on the phone it's like if you don't feel like talking then like we could hit ignore and uh, that's like me trying to call hestia literally trying to call right? her to be like are you seriously trying to call me it's like the one time i accidentally pocket dialed her she texted me is it important? Do I have to talk on the phone? I was like, no, no, I didn't mean to call you. It is rude. It's like, like you said, it's like telling them like they're an, an, an animal or a house pet or a toddler. Right. It, it's one of the, um, oh, here I go again. People are going to think I'm Wicca bashing, but maybe I am. It's what it's, it's one of the many things that I find, you know, not very pleasing about Wicca is, um, you know, that, that's, uh, that's kind of a mainstay is um, they prefer to evoke. They seem to, um, they say that you should only invoke if you're like a high priestess or something. And they establish the circle to evoke them and to call them in. And that's, that's like, that's rude. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. just like telling them that you have to be here when I call you because I said so. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And and it's like, I demand, I command. And it's like, you're not demanding. Command. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, and like, that, that is the approach of the lesser key of Solomon, which is why I am not a fan of that. Even though I know that's one of the more popular ones that even today, demonolators even use. And so what, what are your thoughts on demonolatry? Demonolatry are, is the worship of demons. There are I people who actually that are demonolators that they worship, which I find odd. I think we had that conversation before when I started asking questions and stuff. And you were telling me that and I was like, why would you do that? Um, do they worship demons in a what context? Like like do they see them as like malevolent or more benevolent or uh 
I think it varies. I think it varies from 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 group to group, but there there is a a um, a, a subset of practitioners that um, specifically worship them, just like one would worship, you know, any any deity. Yeah, like um, uh, that is. Uh, I I don't understand that to be honest with you. I I don't really either because uh, like like I said earlier. Uh, one culture's demons can be another culture's deities. And then uh, going back to like uh, Asian cultures with ancestor worship, like they'll see, they'll see ancestors as like deities as well. And like, yeah. uh, they, they have the power to like dictate lives or you have to get permission from the ancestors in order to do things. So um, yeah, I, I feel like the, the worship of anything is, is kind of more of like, christian concept in a way like, thank I, you yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah and, and i think that that's a um i think that's kind of the the theme here i think a lot of people don't realize how much that dogma is ingrained you know it's a lot of peeling back of the layers because i i really truly believe that the vast majority of people who are still in that mindset do so unknowingly they think they've moved away from it, but really they haven't. They've they've literally just just taken the blueprint and just put you know something different in the same blueprint. Exactly, or even like a with a the Church of Wicca too. Like a, a lot of them will say, "Oh, I worship nature." How can you really worship nature? It's like, are they confusing it with having that respect for nature or? Like how how do they worship nature? Or are they like literally like tree hugging? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I see a lot of people these days, you know, refer to praying. And I, I have an issue with that. I don't know if issue is the right right word, but I, I guess I can say I guess you can say I question that. I question, you know, whether you're praying to I don't know, whether you're praying to Lilith or praying to Lucifer or praying to Hecate or praying to, you know, Jesus. Why are you praying? Exactly. I think this is my question. Because right. praying to me is, you know, you are assuming that there's somebody else besides you that can affect you because you can't help yourself and you need them to bail you out. I feel like it's begging for something like you're begging someone like that's how I feel about prayer. Prayer is you begging on your hands and knees for someone to bail you out. Exactly. And, and they have this misconception that they can control like things that we can't. And it's like, no, we have more influence over our world than they do. Like they can't, you know, they can't bend rules that they didn't make. They can't, you know, control energies that they don't really have an attachment to but here like we as beings of of the earth like we can control the circumstances that happen on this plane i think like free will kind of goes into that too like uh if they want to say like deities did create you know life or uh different planes like or part of the grand design is free will like they i feel like that they might have an obligation to allow us to fail or succeed on our own based on choices that we make again i i feel like when when somebody resorts to quote-unquote prayer that uh, once again they're they're resorting back to um the christian dogma and um i just you know challenge everybody as to 
What are you praying for? Someone was telling me one time that like uh, when it comes to like spell casting, like uh, it's the same thing as a prayer. I'm like, I disagree. <laughs> like I really disagree. But, but to some though, it is. Because to, yeah, some, to some, yeah, like Hexenmeisters. There you go. Yeah, because to some, they, they call they, it trying. They call it trying. And it's basically just prayer. Because they're still expecting some external force. Well, Hexenmeisters are also fully Christian. Well, yeah, true. Fully. And they, they believe that their healing is through God. And, and, you know, and I think a number of practitioners who subscribe to pagan religions, you know, have really kind of abominated pagan religions and made them Christian light, uh, but feel that they're okay because they're not, you know, a Christian religion. But you've, you've literally applied the same concept and turned a, a, a completely different philosophy and mindset and practice. And yeah. um, well, it's like, well, like me lipstick for, on a pig. Yeah. Well, it's like for me, an example, like, you know, I use the North, you know, the North side and some of the Celtic and everybody's like, Oh, do you pray to them? I was like, I do not pray to them. I will discuss shit if I need to. But I don't sit there and beg to them because that is not what they want me to do. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I I always see that as, like, kind of putting myself in their shoes. Like, how would we feel if, like, if there was just, like, this little thing, like, groveling? Like, oh, I love you. I love you. You're so amazing. Can I have some money? Like- <laughs> well, actually, actually, that's what we do. We call that parenthood. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was like... I call that the two children in the other room asking me for something new every five minutes, but they have to butter me up first. Mom, I love you. You're so awesome. You look so pretty today. I brought you a flower. Can I have 20 bucks? (laughs) And then my next phrase after that is, what did you do or what do you want? That's so funny. (laughs) It's exactly how I, like, I feel like if you're praying and begging the gods for something, that's how they feel. They feel like we do when our kids come doing shit like that. Do it your fucking self. Right? I I know I taught you how to do it. Same kind of goes along the lines of the whole patron and matron deity concept. When Mm -hmm. people ask, like, who's your patron deity? Who's your matron deity? Well, you know, what do you mean by that exactly? is my question. And and I hear the same thing with Damon. Who's your patron Damon? Who's your matron matron Damon? Like why do you have so to we have to have one? parents? We, we have why, to have why why are you choosing one? What's that that that's a that's a monotheistic concept. Why are you doing that? Yeah. What does that have to do with what you're doing right now? Exactly. And <laughs> the first <laughs> Yeah, dude. The first mm-hmm. time I heard someone ask me that I was like, so I have to have parents? My parents are over there. <laughs> Exactly. Um, like I can kind of, uh, kind of sort of see um, like a par- like a type of parental guidance in a way, um, but but not really like they, they don't guide like as your parents do because like it's not their job to like raise us and and like make sure that we know how to do things right. It's more of like like a like a professorship almost. Like like oh, a, I love like, that. Yeah. <laughs> relationship or professor professorship like you, know, you still respect them as like you know for their knowledge and 
and then and they just teach you what what they know if if you ask but like like, um it's not really their their job to like you know make sure that we do things right like make sure that we know how to uh do laundry or things like that (laughs) please don't summon abaddon to tell you tell me how to turn on the dryer (laughs) 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 <laughs> they would probably be like, I don't know, what's a dryer? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard one of those things. What are clothes? <laughs> we wear clothes? Wow. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is uh, who says that they are expressing interest? I would definitely say that they should study on what the con- the entire concept of what a demon is, as it varies from like di- culture to culture, faith, faith to faith, and mm-hmm. you know why you want to summon them. Because um, if you're looking to, you know, get get rich or something, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So uh, definitely, just just a study up on on them and learn about like what a demon is, and uh, don't have any con- um, misconceptions about it. Uh, get rid of any of those like Christian ideologies about what a demon is, because they're even though they're they're not human, like they can in a way just they're they're like a person in a way to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. In that there's different, you know, levels of how they can respond to you, how they'll react. Yeah, exactly. How they may get offended, how they may, you know. What are your views on a, like, demonic possession or demonic attachment? Because I, um, with my services, I have people telling or asking me, like, I think I have a demon attached to me. Or, um, I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I absolutely disagree with that and I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to wanted to uh, talk about that too about possession you know um, my personal thought I don't uh, me personally I don't believe that the demons possess people I've always understood that without you having asked them to first um, in other words an invocation um, second again using that same scenario that I used earlier like if it were me and I'm looking at an ant, why in the world would I want to like be an ant for a day? Like, what's the point of that? Like, why? What's the point? Exactly. You know, so, so I, I personally do not think that it's, it's an actual demon. Can possession happen? Um, I do believe that it is possible. My personal opinion is that probably more often than not, it's an actual spirit. Going back to the, the, the Asian interpretation that I think we are talking about an, an angered spirit, if there is a possession at all. Right, right. I think uh, with some people too, because um, I'm not sure if uh, you believe in the concept of a, um, what I call a, a PK entity. It's a kind of like a servitor that- Oh, okay. Like an unintentional servitor that, that manifests out of like strong emotional feelings. Oh, it's so like a tulpa or an egregore. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Think um, so. In those cases, if they're actually, you know, getting attacked by an unseen force, um, it could just be out of their own emotional yeah. baggage, really, and that they're just using the whole concept of a demon to uh, just try to convince, rationalize themselves. it. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up because, you know, working as this as a profession and stuff, I get that a lot too, and. That's exactly what I say. I would tell them it is not, it is not, you're not possessed. Nothing's 
attached to you. It's something you've personally created through your emotions, the people around you and all that. And like, no, it's a demon. I'm like, that's and, and, and honestly, that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a separate episode to talk about egregores, because I think that that is a sticky wicket. Isn't that a thing? No, it's a I phrase. I've heard it. Phrase or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that because when you talk about tulpas, egregores, you know, those are things like like we've all been describing. It's basically things that did not exist. However, there was th- the belief in it is so strong and often accompanied not just by your own belief, but others as well, that the energy actually manifests and, and forms into what you you know, we're, we're thinking, and now you do have an actual entity. And so yes. what's the chicken or the egg? Exactly. You know, and, and- exactly. <laughs> yes, dude. Like that makes me feel not so better because I'm not the only one who's telling clients this and they're like, no, it's a demon. And I was like, mm, yeah, that's not how that works. But you- it, it, it becomes, it becomes this, this thing of, you know, yes. you're, you're really like walking on thin ice there because it's like, you know, how do you explain to this person, let go of those beliefs, because the stronger that you do, then what really didn't exist is now going to probably exist, but you made it. Exactly. And it's hard. (laughs) And it's really hard because, you know, from, you know, where I grew up back home is predominantly Catholic. And, you know, we believe in Santeria and Brujeria and all that stuff. So they still use the demon aspects and stuff. So like, when you're trying to tell these people, like, look, you created this shit. It's a thing, but it's not what you think it is. And it's always, it's always an argument. But it is now, kind of, because yeah. you made it. So it's always an argument for, like, at least five minutes. And then we'll go down the list of things, of feelings, events, people. And they're like, oh, oh, I see where it came from. I was like, that's been there, see? So, you know, it makes it, it it makes it feel so much better that someone else has to deal with the same crap as I do. But, but it's not, you know, I mean, we laugh about it, but that's a really hard thing to get through to somebody because somebody who's gotten to that point where they have manifested whatever, you know, I mean, that's some strong belief right there. You know, it's not like one simple conversation is going to alleviate that. And yet at the same time, I do explain to them, you know, that's not a demon. You got some other shit going on. You're fucked up, but that's not a demon. (laughs) Right. Sometimes I want to tell them that too. be like, um, did you maybe just consider that you're just a terrible person? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe it's because you're just a straight up asshole and you created this asshole thing following you. (laughs) Or you're paranoid as fuck. Yeah. Lay off some of the, the weird shit uh, you've been, I don't know, snorting. So have you been approached? Uh, have you, you said you have clients that come to you for that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was this one. She believed that something was attacking um, her, her son's partners. Uh, but the situation was uh, she had her two sons living with her. Um, also, um, her older son had a girlfriend. Younger her son had a boyfriend. And she really resented both of them. And they would wake up with scratches, burns, bites, and she thought that it was a demon. But really, it was just something that she created from that resentment that she had towards, 
uh, her, her son's partners. So were you able to help her through that or what happened? I was able to help her through that uh, pretty much just by um, letting her know that, you know, you can't have that type of resentment and just helping her like untangle that as well um, to um, make her happy. I did like a bit of an energy cleanse as well on the place. And uh, um, I did uh, some healing on her energy as well because she had a lot of baggage, a lot of baggage. Don't you love those people? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We, we've talked about this several times about how when you do things like uh, uh, services for people, whether it be workings or divination, that honestly, like three-fourths of what you're doing is your counselor. It is. Most of the time, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm a counselor because most of the time I'm doing a lot of it distantly for my friends back home. So I'm just sitting on the phone or on the computer like, all right, girl, tell me what's going on. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The magical working, if there is any that comes out of it, you know, is is almost like an icing on the cake, or I don't want to say an afterthought per se, but you know, it's like you're focusing a lot of energy first on the pre-work, which Mm -hmm. is usually a lot of psychological shit. Right. Right. Like I told this woman too, that, um, that, cause I think it came from her like really bottling up that resentment. Like Mm -hmm. she really didn't want to admit it. So it manifested itself in a different way. So apart from her just really needing to let go of that baggage, and um, accept it. She also needs to like stop bottling up her emotions. Yeah, I, I love that you you brought that up and recognized that and, and had a conversation with them about that because I think you know I think that I, I see this a lot in people that I interact with, especially newer people who are are getting into the magical arts, and that is it's so much easier to blame things on the supernatural. They don't realize. A lot of people do not give the human being, the average human being credit of what we are able to do and create, even if we don't mean to create it. There's some people who are just like a little ridiculous on that too. Like, oh, I think someone cursed me with COVID. Like, <laughs> oh my God, the cursing thing. <laughs> I, I just can't with that one. I just can't with that one. Like, don't you think maybe you could have just caught it? <laughs> you didn't follow the rules and you my, just caught it. <laughs> my favorite one. I think I was cursed. Why? I've been having a lot of bad luck lately. Maybe just it's a sucky week, you know? Oh Are you my- that special that, or, or like, seriously? Wow. Okay. I just can't. So, um, do you think that demonology is something that a new practitioner should? embark upon personally no no I think it's it's something that like they really like they they need to learn more about themselves and about how like like the different planes really work and about how how magic and summonings work I think it's a little like like not not so much like advanced but like definitely something that a newer practitioner shouldn't be getting into um especially since like uh I feel those can go wrong in some ways as well mm-hmm. but, uh, I think like uh, there are like some entities out there that are in the world beyond that are malevolent they may not be a demon per se um they could just be like a uh, even human they're just an asshole exactly just, exactly <laughs> they're just an asshole and uh, yeah. they, they open up a doorway that they don't know how to close and one of those assholes can come through 
yeah. and then they'll the world to hurt. <laughs> I agree. Uh, you know, I say I, I feel the same for, for similar reasons. You know, it's not so much, even though, like you said, I agree with you, even though there's some techniques and things that you need to know that you won't know as a beginner. I think even more so, the average new practitioner is not mature enough. Yes. Uh-uh. And when I say mature, I don't mean that, you know, you're always playing video games. I, I mean, uh, magically and spiritually mature. Right. Because it's one thing not to downplay, you know, the whole deity thing and all the deities and everything, but it's one thing to, to go in and start worshiping deities or whatever, even though when you don't know what the hell you're doing or why you're doing it or whatever. So most of it is, is benign. You know, you mm-hmm. leave offerings because you think Katie's chose you. Okay, whatever. Um, right. I don't think there's really too much danger in that. If you are are not spiritually developed and spiritually mature enough, when you try to make direct contact, because again, going back to deities, usually you don't see pe- people trying to make such direct contact like you would with, with demonology. You know, that right. I think your immaturity alone will get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So I, I, so I think it's both. And, and that's why I considered it a, more an advanced, quote unquote, I do a lot of air quotes, um, advanced. Um, but again, it's not necessarily about technique. Some of it is, but some of it is here. Right. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, what, what are your feelings on like um, the incubi, succubi type of entity or type of demon? Like, I think they're, the concept of them is really interesting. I'm not sure if they, if they actually exist per se yeah you know what i actually am was going to say the exact same thing and because i i'm also not necessarily convinced that they're demons as well if they do exist like you i am on the fence on whether or not there is actual existence uh if they were i would say it was either one an egregore or two a crazy spirit I, I, i i really don't think that it is um a, a demon yeah I, I was gonna say the same like i i don't like i've known this concept of them for a long ass time and i just see them as energy that's been built up very frustratingly <laughs> that's what they seem to me like because the quote-unquote people that have been attacked by them are people who are very suppressed (laughs) yes there you go suppressed (laughs) we will go with that word that's how i see him so and that's yeah i think that's the point of you know why i feel that way because it's it's really hard to like not come to that conclusion when you look at it and see the people who either claim to be attacked or claim to want one yes because you always want to the first question you want to ask those people is like are you not getting enough? Yeah. When was the last time you got laid? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's my first question when I hear someone bring those up or say, oh, I was attacked or I need one. You need to go get a real human. That's what you need. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I think both studying demonology and working with demons or or working in the field of of demonology, I think really requires, I personally believe, requires one to have a a basic understanding of psychology 
in psychiatry because I think that there have been over you know multiple millennia a lot of occurrences and things going to, back to my earlier statement that were e- more easily blamed on demons or malevolent spirits as opposed to what was truly happening here. Exactly. Well, it's yeah. like back in the day before modern medicine and stuff, people having seizures were seen to be Demonic being possession. attacked by demons. Yeah. And, and yeah. now we know it's like, no, they're just dropping on their floor because their brain said so. Right, exactly. Or like someone who, who has like um, like a mental illness, like uh, even today in some of those um, more, more like rural or indigenous type of or superstitious places, mm-hmm. like uh, they'll be like drained for melancholia, exercise for demons like five or six times. And then like they just find out that they have bipolar disorder. Does that mean all of us right here are possessed by demons then? Yes. <laughs> We're all possessed by demons. Hestia's got like three on every any given day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're on rotation for her. Go into like the whole like sleep paralysis thing too, where people like wake up and they see a demon on top of them or something. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Like um yeah. when people hallucinate from sleep paralysis. Wow. Yeah, that that's that's one of that's that one is uh filled with controversy in my mind. When I say filled with controversy, controversy in, in here. Do I believe that there can be at times something that might be happening? Uh, I believe that anything is possible. But most of me believes that it is medical, that it is scientific, that it is sleep paralysis. And because as equally as people having talked about seeing somebody on them, if you look over time, historically, the documented events, it's honestly whatever seems to be the predominant thing at the time um, of what's most feared in that culture. Or um, I think like in the 70s and 80s, a lot of it was aliens, aliens freezing you or a- aliens um, uh, paralyzing you. Um, and so, and again, could it be aliens? Yes, it could be aliens. I don't know. But the point being is that, you know, I think that um, it's been proven, it's definitely been scientifically proven that uh, sleep paralysis is real, but, and it can actually cause people to be fearful and, and think that it's something else um, at the same time, perhaps for a few people, it might be something else. So, right. I don't have a, a, a solid one or the other because I think yeah. it's a mixture of both, which again, makes it convoluted and makes it difficult to, you know, to peel apart, you know, which one's real and which one really happened and which one didn't. And it's hard, it's hard to have a conversation on that because some of it I think is scientifically excused away and some of it may be aliens. Right. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> especially lately in the news. Apparently the Pentagon has known about UFOs for years. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, so, you know, the Air Force has caught plenty of pictures of UFOs in the air. Probably, you know what? We may come to find out that it's actually always been a combination of both. Yeah. The notion of some external force, whatever that may be, knowing that the human body has the ability to trigger and wake up prematurely and still be in a paralyzed state and uses that ability to do whatever they need to do. Uh, another thing I wanted to, to go back to was um, 
using the um, whole like bug analogy, like mm -hmm. like how like uh, demons can see us as as bugs. Do you think uh, they kind of see us as like lesser life forms in that sense? My personal opinion is I don't think that they see us as lesser. I think that they see us as lesser is not a good word. Non-equal. It's, it's more like uh, not as evolved. It's kind of like a, like if I am talking to a 16-year-old, <laughs> I'm respecting them in that they are a human being just like me. But I know for a fact, as much as they will never admit it, that um, that they have yet to experience and learn what I have experienced, not to say, not to belittle what they have, you know, experienced, but there's only so much that you can get in 16 years versus what you can get, you know, and more. And so I think that that's, I personally feel like that's how they see us is that we're just still working our way. And some of us are farther along than others. And some of us are worth talking to, and some of them are not. There's some 16-year-olds that I could have hours of conversations with. There's other 16-year-olds that I will kick them out and tell them to, like, I don't even want to know you exist. <laughs> You're just I an idiot. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> I, I feel the same way. And I feel like when people want to, like, worship demons, then they're almost, like, placing themselves on that, like, level. Or they're, like, kind of denouncing themselves as, like, a lesser life form. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna worship something, then you see them as some as like greater as than better than yeah. When really it's like you have this like the same, in a sense like like symbolic power that they do. Like like there's nothing they can really do for you that you can't do for yourself. And I think people we've talked about this a lot also. You know the whole extremes one or the other. You know it's like you know, somebody or something or someone can be more developed and, and, and much better at something than you. But that doesn't automatically mean that you have to jump to worship. There's still respect. You know, you can respect them, you know, immensely. You know, right. you, you can you can show reverence. That doesn't mean that you have to bow down. And I think I, I think some there are some that can't seem to see that spectrum all those different other levels of in between it's like yeah. they're amazing i'm not worthy i'm not worthy <laughs> <laughs> oh wayne's world. never mind yeah exactly they channel wayne's world because um yeah it's like the same thing as like like worshiping like um like a king or a queen or something like that yeah like, like 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 they're flesh and blood human just like you are <laughs> like the fact that like they are of like nobility and stuff like like why do you feel like that you have to bow down to them as like here's the difference though i think the difference yeah. is the king and the queen they demand that whereas the things that we see people worship uh, it's there there's only a few that at least i'm aware of that actually demand to be worshiped now, one is the Christian God. The Christian God demands to be feared, demands to be worshipped, demands to be looked at as, you know, the sole person. I am not aware of uh, demons in general demanding to be worshipped. Right, right. Exactly. We have put that on them. That is true. That's very true. Yeah, that wasn't a great, great analogy on my part. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because, you know, I think that's, 
that's important that's an important distinction because again it goes back to you know somebody who's been really knee deep in christian dogma for their whole lives you know i don't know if they've really sat back and really thought about that why have i been doing all of this worship is it something deserved is it something i chose or is it because i was told that this is what that that being wants and it's very they're very open about it it's it's exactly what that being wants so is are you going to use that same mentality with this other entity daemon deity whatever is that what that entity wants i don't yeah. know have you asked have you looked <laughs> have you researched exactly <laughs> when when it comes to uh, other certain things like a like certain like demon sightings um uh do you think like a like the whole like slender man sighting like slender man's obviously completely fictional from from Reddit. so so slender man is is one that i consider to be an egregore yes exactly exactly i only brought that up because a, a friend of mine was saying like i think like demons will like take on those like fictional uh fictional forms i guess to as a way of like mocking humans and i'm like i don't necessarily think so i think it's more of a like a type of sighting like that would be you know just something that manifested out of people believing in it i think that that statement has a lot of assumptions that assumes that they literally have nothing better to do than to right. come into our realm and dance around in a costume exactly because they're that bored exactly <laughs> i'm sure now, they have better things to do now having said that uh i have uh, always been under the understanding that the way that they choose to manifest themselves to to people that that they do work with like you said it's not like the movies yet at the same time they may manifest according to some of your beliefs right and what you think that you're expecting exactly kind of like the whole uh, uh ouija board demon the the zozo demon oh my god zozo <laughs> that's another potential egregore i think zozo yeah, meat yeah same same here <laughs> which sometimes i just want to tell all these people you really need to shut the fuck up because it's not real but you're making it real exactly and you're really fucking it up so please shut the hell up but they won't they won't they won't <laughs> <laughs> just as long as they don't, you know, somebody doesn't come up and make up like some really bad, really, really bad thing and make it come to life. It's like, we got enough shit that we're dealing with already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's enough real shit to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been like talking the whole time. <laughs> That's the whole point of us having guests is for you guys to talk. <laughs> And for you to explain your points and stuff. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it keeps us from having to, it, it keeps us from like being winded bitches today. <laughs> what was the, uh, the very first Damon you ever contacted with and how was, how was that? The very first one that I contacted was um, Asmodeus. Um, he was actually, it was a little difficult at first because I didn't like really feel anything at first and I was doing the ritual over and over and over again and then like the energy of the room just kind of got like intense it felt like a little thick the the temperature did drop 
But mm -hmm. what it was, was I probably pissed him off because I was calling, calling, calling. <laughs> you were you're that friend that just kept calling every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the, <laughs> kept calling every five seconds and then finally answered like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to to uh, talk talk with them because uh, I'm better at speaking with entities than I am people for some reason. <laughs> and, and like, I was just able to to um, have like a show of confidence and be like, well, I just uh, wanted to sit down with you and actually just uh, get to know you. Um, what what do you do? Where do you come from? And he, and he was just like, okay, why do you need to know? <laughs> and, and I told him uh, just out of curiosity's sake. And uh, we actually had a pretty good conversation. He was actually the one who told me a lot about how their lives kind of like we do in a sense like um they they don't have like the same human needs that we do like a uh, food sleep whatever but um in their world like they're not just eating bonbons watching <laughs> us on tv exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and they um he explained to me too that they all have their own purposes um, they they are connected to certain energies within their world and within our world, but we can do more within our world than what they can and vice versa. Do you think that it is necessary to go through all the formal rituals to contact one? No, I, I don't. I, I do believe like um, it's it's good to just, just for me personally, I, I like to um, just be like physically clean, like shower um sometimes i'll like i won't really fast but um i'll i'll want to maybe just clear myself of any toxins that's just like a just in case but yeah because you know generally speaking demonology is is at least you know as far as i'm concerned tends to be really tied into a lot of ceremonial ritual uh, magic type practices right. but um at the same time i feel like it's not really needed right because i because I, I feel like a lot of that stems from going back to lesser key of solomon they're mm -hmm. in they are summoned in that manner because they were under the impression they were dealing with evil and part of the creation of the magic circle and the tetragrammaton is to conjure the angels to protect you as you contact the demon and so so for me i feel like but okay but if they're not that then is all of that rigmarole really necessary right because like for me like being physically clean is just like to be presentable yeah like, out of respect like, exactly yeah. if you were coming over for dinner i'd shower too right <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> And then, um, like, like uh, fasting or staying away from from uh, toxins, like that's just like for me, like, as I want my my energy to kind of be more purified. I don't want there to be like anything that could mess with me in in an emotional way. Like, I wouldn't drink a bunch of coffee and get the jitters before doing that. Yeah, that makes or sense for doing like any kind of like spell work either. Yeah. Unless, unless like for some reason it required me to be jittery. Right. <laughs> like I can't think of one that would. But <laughs> me neither, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, that, that makes total sense. I wouldn't want to be like hungry 
in do, doing that either because like I feel like that can be distracting I would want like my mind to just be like focused on that all in all no I don't think that those types of rituals are really necessary like fall, fall in line with like like you said like the religious the religious teachings what about the use of, of sigils uh, uh, for summoning? Do you think that is necessary or not? Um, I don't think it's necessary. Like I, I kind of go with the um, chaos perception of mm-hmm. sigil, like as something as uh, j- just to focus on, like a, yeah. represent- a representation to help you like focus on the goal. I don't think like, like the actual like sigil, cause like, I don't think like they have something that would cause them to come. Like you draw their their symbol and then bam, they're there. Yeah, <laughs> I, people have like that misconception too. It's like it would be cool. Well, that's a, that's a Solomonic con- conception, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, like I got I use sigils um, for a lot of things, <laughs> but yeah. I, but uh, when it comes to to uh, the summoning of demons, it's it's um, the same purpose. It's all for the same purpose. Just something to focus on, focus the energy, a representation. That, that can help me like focus on my goal. I would agree. I would agree. Right on. Um, so actually I do have a question. Do you have any like book recommendations, whether it be just overall or for beginners specifically to look into this topic? Uh, for beginners, I would say, let me see, I actually have a few behind me. As do we all the book hoarders that we are. <laughs> right? Hold on, let me grab it. It's right here. Yeah. I'm trying to read that poster in the back. <laughs> not what that says. Spice World. Oh. Spice Girls. Oh, oh my God, does it really? Yeah. It's the Spice World. And now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh my God, please tell me that's an original one from like 1990 something. It totally is. <laughs> when I was I, a kid, I had all the Spice Girl Barbie dolls. Oh, I have ginger spice. <laughs> oh my god! Like Anthony got it for me for Christmas one year because I was like, um, we were like at a vintage store, and uh, I saw ginger spice because she was always my favorite. I thought she was so sassy with her red hair. And <laughs> isn't it so sad though that like that's our childhood and it's in a vintage shop now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Our childhood is vintage now. <laughs> right? <That> is... <laughs> yeah, I can I can top you on that one. That makes me so sad. I'm like my spice... child's childhood. Oh. <laughs> I think I was like 13 when the Spice Girls came out. So like I was kind of there, but my brother was more into them because he was in love with baby spice. The Spice Girls were the very first band that my daughter started getting into. She was like maybe six years old or something. My favorite was Posh. Of course. I get (laughs) to is totally a Posh. Shocker. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Leave me alone. I want to hear about books. I'm over this topic. (laughs) Um, There is this one. It's from uh, the Guild of Occult Sciences. Which some of their stuff is actually pretty good. I mean, for the most part, I think they're kind of like a bit, a bit of a gimmick in the sense that, like, oh, um, this. If you want to know more, buy our buy the next book. Like, we'll give you a little bit of information, but you have to buy the next one. And they they are a bit expensive, but um, it's very straightforward. Is what I like about it. So this one is um, Ancient Grimoire Volume One. 
and it it says um like dark magic grimoire but it's not like dark magic um it does kind of go more along the lines of uh the goshas or the grimoireum verum which is like kind of in that same context but you could also combine it with spirit conjuring for witches mm. and this one is by uh fritcher barbaros uh, uh, this one also it, it is more evocation than invocation and i but like i said i prefer in invocation because it's a lot a lot more polite um, but this one is another one that's like really straightforward and it kind of um, steps away from the whole like uh, uh, Judeo-Christian methods that that are usually seen within like the Key of Solomon and, and uh, the Goshas. Okay yeah it actually you know um, I don't know what you found but it's hard to find books on demonology that's not talking about the Christian demons. Right. Because again, when you look at demonology from other cultures, mm -hmm. it's like they don't really look at them as demons. So even though they kind of call it demonology, they also don't. So it's it's kind of hard to to study up on them because uh, there's a lot of favoritism towards Christian demons or Abrahamic demons, I should say. Right. Right. So so as you start looking at it, Hestia, you know, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. You know, I think Bella but, knows a deep dive is coming or something. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, as you prepare to leave us for a week. <laughs> right. Here's your notes. Yeah. See you in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just know that uh, the vast majority of information is going to be based on, on uh, demons coming out of Abrahamic beliefs. Right. Do you have any sources or suggestions on where to find information outside of that bubble um i i basically just uh, do um some online and library research really uh, um that that's how i was able to really form my my own opinions and my own techniques for summoning them as well but uh like i mentioned too uh my techniques is uh, the same as uh, performing a regular seance it, it's really not as complex as like what a lot of these these sources make it out to be with like all the preparation and like having to draw the sigils in a certain way and like you have to like pray to the east for seven hours and <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't know me then because i don't have seven hours worth of energy in a day so if you look into like a source books on elizabethan magic too which uh, again that kind of goes into like the abrahamic or uh, christian uh, methodologies but um it it's interesting in the fact that it kind of gives you like a different perspective, like um, like uh, John Dee's um, Enochian magic with uh, the conjuring of angels rather than than demons. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that? that's you know I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a that's a, another thing too is that I think it's also important to um, to look at angels as well because again you know we can kind of say the same thing in that the concept of angels that most people have are once again, the Abrahamic concept. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily uh, who they really are. I think you, you kind of uh, briefly said something to that effect before of, um, you know, the angels and demons are really uh, somewhat similar beings. The connotation of angels versus demons, that, that's a Christian concept. Mm -hmm. uh, when people work with angels in, in our circles, they're not working with Christian angels. 
right. not not in that concept. You know, they they are in many ways have very have a lot of similarities. I've only dealt with one one angel or one angelic being, and they were not very nice. <laughs> like like um a couple of the the demons I've summoned, like they were actually like really cool. Like yeah, actually just- I've heard that a lot. That is that is not uncommon. <clears throat> that uh, it is yeah. actually easier um and uh more palatable working with demons than it is with angels yeah i hear they have a very high superior superiority complex yes yes exactly they (laughs) they have that superiority complex and they'll see humanoid beings as just like hairless monkeys pretty much (laughs) (laughs) right Oh, yeah, I've heard that a lot from other people that do work with the angels and stuff. They're like, yeah, they 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 come in with attitude no matter who they are. Like, they're like, what? I have something way better than you. Exactly. What do you want, you little fly on my wall? Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's probably when when people who do get into demonology and, you know, angel work and stuff like that. That's why the demon part is more appealing because they have lesser attitudes and stuff versus the angels who just generally, apparently are just straight up dicks. They are. (laughs) They really are. And at least demons, like, like I said, at least they have a sense of humor, like angels do not. And they get so, super offended really easily i actually have no desire to contact any angel none yeah i don't either anymore. but I, I still respect them don't get me wrong uh i just i just don't have that desire i don't think i'm worth their time i don't think they're worth our time to be honest <laughs> i don't think i want to deal with their stank ass attitude because <laughs> I got one too, and I might just be all bad. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I could just picture Hestia trying to talk to me. Listen, bitch, don't give me that attitude. What the fuck is your problem? I didn't do anything, okay? <laughs> She's going to have an argument for like five hours with she one. Will. She will just argue with them. Just because they gave her she attitude. And you will never out-attitude me. I promise. I don't care what kind of entity you are. Like you, I promise I have the worst attitude you'll ever see in your life. Love it. And then she'll put them on the wall of shame. Yes, <laughs> and then I'm gonna slam angel on said. <laughs> She's gonna put it, entities of shame. We have humans of shame and entities of shame. It's like you're going in the book under dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just pictured all that whole argument with her and an angel in my head, and she's gonna be instead of snatching someone's weaves, she's gonna be snatching someone's wings. <laughs> I'm going to be like, that's why I don't believe in you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, please don't call on anything. (laughs) You don't call anybody. You're going to have an argument. She's like, keep handling it yourself. You are not (laughs) this this kind of. (laughs) No, I'm not that person. (laughs) I'm worried for your. um, I'm worried for your. Your children's children. <laughs> I'm going to be that kind of ancestor. Like, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> for some, and then the others, you're going to be like, you called me for what? Like, you suck. I'm not helping you. 
What kind of degenerate great grandchild are you? <laughs> what side of the family you want? Oh. I don't like that side. You're cool. I'm not I'm not coming. Sorry. Oh, that's why. You're whose kid? Nah. <laughs> that's what your mom gets for disrespecting me in real life. Bye. <laughs> I will be the pettiest ancestor ever. Yes, yes, you will. She's going to be the super petty one. And then they'll be like, how did you become an ancestor? I bullied my way in. Right? (laughs) I said I am one. What are you going to do about it? Please mark this in any book that's going to be passed down to your relatives, okay? That way they know not to call you in certain situations. (laughs) When summoning Aunt Hestia, please make sure... Oh, lots of pink. Right. Lots of pink, weed, and a good bong. <laughs> Descendants of John need not apply. <laughs> when you need to slap a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, I don't have anything else. Does anybody else have anything? No, I think I'm done being feisty for the day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> No, I, I think, uh, yeah, I covered everything and I learned some stuff too. <laughs> like Yay, I didn't know awesome. like what de- demonometry was. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I I love when uh, when that happens, you know. So that's a whole, one of the things that I love about doing this, the exchange of knowledge. Oh, I don't know if that's worthwhile knowledge now that you know the name for people who worship demons. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to come up with a whole different name for those people now. I call the fat folk weeboos. <laughs> What's that? Call, calling the, the fat folk weeboos. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't say that in front of my daughter. She'll have a hissy fit because she she collects the beanie boos. So she's a weeboo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we won't, I won't use that in front of her because she'll be all, mom. And then she'll oh. go tell Aunt Hestia. Uh, and, then I'll, and then I'll yell at you for being rude to my niece. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, like at least it made me feel good to know that I'm not the only one that deals with clients that make their own shit. <laughs> and right. they argue with it all the time. Right. Yeah. It's like it's not a demon, sweetie. It is you. <laughs> I don't yeah. think Hestia has come across any of those yet. I'm. I can almost guarantee. You I know, haven't come Hestia. across what anybody asking for a reading, uh, asking if they have a, a demon attached to them. Um. No, but I do. I have had somebody who wanted me to keep reading for them on something that they did cause. No, but I, I think you will ultimately have, you know, eventually somebody who will approach you that they think that'll they have be, something that'll, attached I promise to. You, I promise you that will be the only reading they ever request for me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I don't, I'm not one of those people. I don't do this for the money. Yeah. So I will turn you away if I feel like you're asking me some dumb shit because I can't answer dumb shit questions because there's no answer to that. And, you know, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't want your money because you're just going to give me a headache and I'm good. But I'll tell you the honest truth. I'll be like, no, that's not what's happening. Anybody who takes your money is a fraud. You're you're going to end up scamming yourself. So just go take care of your own because <coughs> that's not what's happening. There's no demon attached to you. They don't give a shit about you. OK. Other <laughs> <laughs> things to do than to. <laughs> yeah. Like, who are you? Like, who are you? 
like it's it's their own misery or their own baggage making themselves like or making their their own demons so mm-hmm. like you are the demon, demon. It's more like- <laughs> you know that lady at the grocery store that said you were a demon she was right that's deep man you are your own demon <laughs> super woke <laughs> on that note I guess we will wrap things up. Everybody, don't forget to buy our books. Yay. Yes, I actually wanted to read them because like the way you guys do things is very similar to like how how I I prepare things as well. So I'm like, I love that so much. <laughs> so I would totally That's awesome. Totally, yeah, uh, love to hear your your feedback if you do get to check them out. They are written very simplistically. You know, they are a hun- written in the 101 forms or literally just, you know, lists. We elaborate on each item um, to make it, you know, for simple reading. Yeah, we like to say that they're beginner friendly, but hopefully those who have been practicing will maybe get gain some insight or find it interesting, hopefully. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like which is we share information with each other all the time. Yeah. Oh, so, um, it, it's awesome. We're like a big family. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You got it. So everybody like and subscribe and all the things that Hestia says to do. I'm just going to put it on Hestia now to all the things. Do everything I say all the time. (laughs) It's the best way to live. Okay. Yeah. Do the things, subscribe, like, comment everywhere. Um, If you can check out our Patreon, we have extras and um, actually we're going to be having extra eBooks specifically for our patrons and that will be free to them. Um, they will kind of be a little additional ebook that tacks onto our 101 series. If you can't do that, we also have a buy us a coffee. But of course, like always, comments, likes, shares, they matter too. Right on. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you Absolutely. for coming. Thank you. J- Jason, did you want to uh did you want to give any information on your services, um, how to contact you or anything like that? Absolutely. So yeah, um, if you ever uh, would like a reading or uh, some advice on spell work, or um, if you would like uh, any spell work done for you, um, I'm also a holistic nutritionist uh, with, uh, I call them potions. The best way to reach me would be by email, that would be jason.altier, A-L-T-I-E-R dot Duquesne, D-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-S at gmail.com. And I will definitely be sure to get back to you. Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the description below. Sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. I hope to be a right. return if you guys will have me. Oh, thanks for being here. Yes. All right. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. bye.